Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Oh, my gosh. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you so much. Um, I want to tell everybody that our hearts still go out to the people in Ukraine. We have been trying to contact a parliamentary member, Euras, since we did the interview with him, and he is very hard to get a hold of. Of course, we know he's in the front lines um, doing that. And so, um, you know, amidst the United States and our pop culture and the Oscars and then the Grammys last night, you know, of course, all of the conversations, you know, we like to, we'd like to be in the space we're in now. We've been so hungry for it, but we also like to pay attention to the people that could use our support. And, you know, these are the events that we're seeing now, it, it really doesn't matter what side of the political fence you're on or not. There are events happening in our world. They are crossroad events, okay? They are places in life that maybe you don't see them as a crossroad, but I look at them that way. And the reason I look at them that way is because one of the things I discovered, you know, growing up was that, you know, it didn't matter if we were at a pivotal point in life where the darkness needed just a little light. You know, we, we can go back to times where almost every week of the year there was a march, there was a protest, and this was before social media. And what I mean by that is that, you know, we live in a world now where at our fingertips, at our phones, at our machines, whatever you want to call it. We don't call them <laughs> computers anymore, so it doesn't really much matter. But there is this way that we look at life. And it's interesting because, you know, we are a digital network, and yet we have an interesting policy here. And we basically have a no cell phone policy during the day for our producers. Um, certainly, if there's personal things you have to take care of, great. But the world of cell phones and digital media is so addicting. And part of what we've tried to do is look at how to create a humane balance between people wanting to stay connecting and staying focused. Because when you are running a show or when you are doing other things, it is so easy to be distracted. But crossroads are important in life. And when you get to the place where you're looking at them and you have to really find what the meaning is and how to navigate them, you may want to take a look at what Danielle Blackwood is putting together, Lantern in the Dark, Navigating Life's Crossroads, which story, ritual, and sacred astrology. And I love the term sacred astrology. And let me tell you why I love the term, but you're going to hear from her in a minute. 
But the reason I love the term is there's astrology that we have that's like every day you tap into some website or you tap into an app on your phone. It's going to say, oh, you know, you're like this and today's day is going to be this. That's one form of getting astrology in your veins, right? But there's sacred astrology, and I used to refer to it as esoteric astrology. But whatever you want to call it, there's a sacredness to things and a sacredness to light. But when you're looking at that lantern in the dark, when you are looking at that place where the light can shine, we get to define that. You know, it was interesting for me last night as I was watching some of the Grammys and, you know, certainly looking at the energy of that and watching a group of artists decide that they're going to take their show out of L.A., uh, to Vegas and the energy in the room and having people back together, there's not anything quite like it. But yet none of that really dismisses the fact that we need a source and guidance in difficult times. And that's what this is about. That's what Danielle is bringing to the forefront. She is a professional astrologer, 30 years, registered counselor, therapist, private practice, um, certificates in both Jungian and post-Jungian clinical concepts, all of the above. But she's out here today to talk about what we need to know about these crossroads. You know, best-selling book, The Twelve Faces of Goddess. That was that was a great book. That was just that was that book's great book. This book's a great book too. But today, this is where we learn how to navigate. And if you don't think you need some navigation skills, hopefully by the end of today's show, you will have a sense of that. Danielle, it's great to have you. Thank you so much for, for hosting this for me uh, today. It's wonderful to be here. Thanks, Dr. Pat. I want to just hit you up really quickly with a question about you know, crossroads. I mean, you know, I used to think about crossroads as like major, major things. But, you know, I'm starting to look at crossroads as they happen on a regular basis. You know, mm. crossroads. I mean, you may not think having the Grammys in Vegas is a crossroad, but it was a major undertaking. You know, it was, do we come back out again? How do we come back out again? How do we have this fantastic award where musicians, and right now there are more categories in the Grammys than I think they're like, or people are producing. There's just so many categories. But the decisions that they had to make, they were at a crossroads. And we may not think, really, Pat, the Grammys? Yeah, because it was either going to happen or not. It was clear it was not going to happen in L.A. Every day of our lives now, we're faced with things. Um, you know, one of the hardest things for me to do as a business owner, and Jessica and I talked about this this morning, was how do we feel about a cell phone environment in audio and producing? And we've done a number of things to look at how do we meet people in the middle of the road? And yet we find that this is, again, one of life's crossroads. You know, what is it that we as people are so drawn to? We, we just cannot control ourselves, right? And if you ever want to see despair, take a cell phone away from somebody that is so dependent on it. And I want to ask you about this because we are in this world of media and communication, and I think it's a major crossroad, and I think you've got some answers for us, don't you? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, crossroads, absolutely. I think we're, we're at 
a serious crossroad in the collective right now, and we have been for the last couple of years. Um, just all you have to do is turn on the news or, um, you know, look at social media and you see that there's something big happening. There's a lot of things going on beneath the surface that feel epic. You know what I mean? So, so there's those kind of crossroads. And then there are our personal crossroads, which is what my book, A Lantern in the Dark, yep. is all about. Yeah. Yep. So what I wrote about are the, the major crossroads between sort of the, during those years that you're creating your life as an adult. So the first one being at the first Saturn return, which happens at around age 30, and then taking you through those midlife transits, which are also big crossroads. And then the last one in the book is the second Saturn return, which is between around 58 and 60, which uh, all of these are significant rites of passage that people go through. So what's really interesting is that those things are happening for people all the time. But then we're also at this place in history where absolutely we're, you know, the whole the whole world is at a crossroads right now. So when you layer your own personal times of, uh, you know, those thresholds, as well as what's happening in the world, it's a lot. It is a lot to manage. So one of the reasons why I wrote this book, A Lantern in the Dark, because I had so many of my clients coming to me and just saying, what is happening? What is going on? <laughs> right. You know, like there's this, all this stuff in my own life. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the turn on the news and then there's all this other stuff. So that's that's one of the big reasons I decided, you know, it's time to put this all this material I have together and put it out so that people can find an alternative way of getting through those um, those dark woods times. And, you know, this is really what we're talking about. I love that, you know, as I was reading your book and I went back over it again, you know, one of the things I was really struck by was the fact that, you know, you're talking about I can't remember exactly where in your book, but you're talking talking about humankind's propensity for meaning making. And I couldn't have said that better. I mean, it's an interesting term, meaning making, right? Mm -hmm. But it's it's like a hunger. And you know what I mean by it's like a hunger. What I mean is that we may or may not be conscious of that hunger, right? And let me ask you this question, because when we go on and we take a look more at what you write and you talk about how important it is to get clear on your core values, and I think we're being hit with that, right? Mm -hmm. And that is not always, and I want to ask you this question, that is not always such a pleasant place. You know, when you get clear on core values, it may call you to really bump up against your life, your job, right? And mm -hmm. you came right out of, out of the gate with that. And can you talk about that for a minute? Because, you, you know, mm -hmm. this is one of these things that we just, one, don't know is important, and two, don't know it's important to help navigate. But you came right out of the gate in the book with that. <laughs> yeah, it was right at, towards the beginning, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it's right so there. Yeah, as, as, as humans, if I might are, say, okay, here, yeah. let me remind you, don't be afraid to reinvent yourself. How funny you put that in that core value section and then write it. It's in the solar return section, but it's, you know, I mean, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that really getting to our own core values, like you said, it can be 
can be difficult at first because it's about sorting and sifting and weeding things out. What do, what truly resonates with me? What's really important at the end of the day? You know, so a lot of people feel like, I mean, I love the fact that, you know, no cell phone rule that it makes so much sense because we are so distracted by so many things with social media, with cell phones, with all the rest of it, the news, fake news, this news, that news. But um, I think that really getting down into what is truly important in your life. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying there? So I think that, yeah, we are meaning making creatures and we're always looking for a deeper reason for the things that happen during the crossroad times, during any time in our lives, especially those big times. We're looking at those and we're saying, what's, what's underneath all of this? What is, what is the, the meaning underneath it? So I think that's what calls us to finding our own stories echoed throughout myth, folklore, legend, fairy tale, and seeing that sort of familiarity and saying, wow, I can kind of feel my own story being echoed through that story. And I think we can get a lot of insight in delving and diving deep into those, those places. And, you know, I love the fact that what you did here was you are pu pulling together major emphasis points in life. And can I just tell you what I mean by that? You know, when we talk about astrology, I just got my solar return looked at and done. And, you know, when I saw the chart, the chart come back, so to speak, I was like, what is that? Right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I just decided I don't even understand how to make heads or tails of this. And so I called a friend of mine and I sat down and he went over it. And honestly, we only talked about two parts of it, but they were crossroad type parts. And one of the things you mm -hmm. say right out of the gate is navigating your Saturn return. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how that is a major navigational threshold because you didn't waste mm -hmm. any time getting to that. You're like, okay, we <laughs> talked about values. Now let's get to this. Well, yeah, the Saturn, re <laughs> the Saturn return. Yeah, I know. It's an interesting one. It's, it's, it's one of the biggest milestones in the human lifespan. And what happens, what a Saturn return essentially is, is that Saturn in the sky is literally coming back to the same sign and degree as it was when you were born. And it does that every 30 years. So it takes approximately 30 years for Saturn to go around your birth chart around the sun and come back to where it was when you were born. So you get one around 30, you get another one around 60 ish. And then if you're lucky enough, you get one around 90. So Saturn in astrology is, it brings you know, it's, it's themes like aging, maturity, milestones. It's the principle of reality. It's about needing to look at things, not as that you would wish them to be, but as you're willing to put in the work and, and make them be, you know, it's about manifesting, but manifesting and being willing to do the work. So that's what a Saturn yeah. return essentially is. Yeah. And when yeah. people have that, those times, all kinds of things start happening those saturnian lessons it feels like a very sobering time when you really are called to look at those core values and 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 figure out what you stand for and what's what is what you resonate with what you're aligned with and what you want to commit to most importantly so in a nutshell that's what a saturn return is and like i said you get one you start feeling it around 27 sort of on your horizon and then it's really in the in play by 30 
And if anyone is past 30, and I'm sure you know I am, you can look back at that time and say, what was going on for me then? You know, it usually is something that grows us up in a really profound Huge. way. Huge yes. way. I'm telling right. you, when I started to read your book about this, I went back and I was asking Linda about it too. And I'm glad you said 30-ish, 30-ish, right? Yes. Because yes. I was thinking about this and I was thinking about what was happening to me at that, that point in time. And, and there were a couple of things and they were so profoundly, stark is not the right word, but they were upheaval in a good mm-hmm. way. So it's Mm -hmm. not always, yeah, like I got offered a job, worked for the phone company. And by the time I was there, I honestly, I started really young at the phone company. So by the time Mm -hmm. I was in that realm, I'd already had like 14 years of service, right? And I had been at the edge of my clerkism, right? And I was Mm -hmm. offered a position, but up in Merrimack Valley. And I had to leave a relationship. I had to boot everything. I had to pack up and go to a place where it's cold most of the time. And I made that decision to do it. Mm-hmm. What I realized was I wasn't going to be able to do it. And I was very fortunate to be able to undo it about eight months later and not destroy my career. But is that the kind of thing you're talking about? Absolutely. That was absolutely. major. Yeah, absolutely. People come to career junctures at around that time a lot of people will have their first child around that time or they'll get married or they'll end a relationship and then not too long after begin a very significant relationship that they stay with for a long time so it's always something that really says okay you know what this is not working and maybe it's time you figure out what Mm -hmm. does work so it's all about it is about hard work i mean it's it's truly about looking at the way things actually are, not as the way that we wish them to be, and then saying, okay, okay, let, what do I need to do to work with this mm-hmm. so that I can manifest the, the life that I want? And you put in here a magical yeah. toolkit for your solar return. Let's talk about this. I don't want to blow by something, though, that you mentioned in the middle of that chapter, and that is, okay, got to have a spiritual practice. Okay, I'm just saying to you right now, like me in my 20s, no. It was more about disco it was more about like fun softball parties spiritual practice I don't think I even knew what that was but now I do right now I do and I can see how what you're talking about is so important but you give us a toolkit don't you yeah in in each chapter so for each particular juncture that people arrive at around the same ages there is what I call a magical toolkit so that will include um constructive practical ways to work through these times it also includes a guided meditation or a guided journey uh what else do i have in there um different plant allies herbal medicine that can be helpful at different times so for instance during your saturn return a lot of people can feel depressed they can feel low they can feel really kind of very introverted and so um certain types of herbs can be very helpful for that saint john's wort milky oats i mean there's a lot of them but um yes i also have uh, corresponding stones that you might want to carry (laughs) during those times that resonate with the kind of the kind of archetypal themes that come up essential oils um what else um i think that's 
there's probably a bit more, but that's but, what I'm but, remembering right now. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, there is a bit more, and I'm going to talk about a bit more Please. because you put a bit more in here. Thank you for doing that. For those <laughs> of y'all that just to, for those of you just tuned in here, I'm going to hold this up, Jacob. I don't know, like I'm using my laptop camera today. You see that, right? You got that. And this is Danielle. A little higher there, Pat. I'll help you out. Oh, hi. Thank you, me, Benny. There thank you me. go. A little, there is that better? Go. Perfect. Oh, thank you. Yep. Back up, back her up. Back there you her go. Up. There you go. Okay. All right. Good. All right. <laughs> and Gotta we're spent. Na na navigate, navigate <laughs> the camera. Got to navigate that camera. Um, <laughs> and this is a lantern in the dark. I love the, first of all, I love the title of the book. Thank you. Um, because, and I love the cover. She looks like you, by the way. I was going to just say that. Really? To you. That like a <laughs> so self-portrait right there. Isn't that funny? Um, but it's not just about this. I want to keep rolling here because part one of the book is talks about uh, a lantern in the dark. I want to ask you, in your life, so you don't write a book like this if you don't have some experience. Generally speaking, I haven't come across anybody that does. I want to know how you discovered your lantern in the dark. That's a really big question. I know, but I, I have I have time before we go to break for you to go for it. <laughs> Are you asking me about the story that I wrote in the book? Yeah. Or... I, yeah. Talk about your lantern in the dark. Wow. Okay. Well, wow. Where do I begin? Well, to begin with, I had um, growing up, my, my father was bipolar and um, had a lot of issues, so to speak. I ended up running away from home when I was just about 17. And I ended up essentially on the streets. I had $15 in my pocket when I got from my little island town to the big city. And um, I made my way for a long, long time in my life in the adult entertainment industry. And it was like being in the underworld for, uh, kind of was being in the underworld for, for many years. I had, um, I married someone who echoed many of the same themes that my father uh, had, and I extricated myself from that with my young son. And so, yes, I, I have gone through a lot of different, um, different paths. And that's also the time I was around 30 and I decided I need to go back to school. So that's when I, as a single parent with no financial help whatsoever, um, raising my my little boy, I I went back to school and I put myself through university and it was one of the hardest things as you can imagine, um, just trying to manage all of that. And I knew that if I was going to help anyone, I needed to, as I, James Hillman, no, it's um anyway to make to find the gold in the shadow. Yes. And um, yeah, sorry, I'm just not getting the author right off the top. That's of my okay. Head, Don't worry about it. I never get yeah. him. I never get him. I'm, I'm lucky I got yes. your name. Oh, uh, thank you. Yes. My brain doesn't work like that. I feel honored. Um, but I, I love that. I love find the gold in the shadow. Yes, so do I. Wow. I think that's partially what um what I'm what my book and what I what the work I do is all about is finding the gold in the shadow in those those crossroad times that you have come through in your life and turning that into something that is a strength. So I, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to help anyone else until I was able to find that gold in my own shadow, in my own um, life path. 
So that's kind of how my story went. I um, I graduated with with distinction. I was was pretty amazing. Big. Um, big thing for me when that happened, because I, like I said, I ran away from home when I was almost 17. So I didn't get a chance to finish high school. So when I finally yeah. did go through all of that um, university, I was, it was, it was a big milestone for me. So here I am. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I had to ask you that question. I know it's a tough answer, but I it's, knew that if you shared it, it would sort of um, it would it would parallel what I've been sharing about my own life, mm -hmm. because I really Benny and I have been doing this for 20 years together, pretty much. We're almost at 20 years together. It's right around the corner, actually. And and when I got sick in 04, right after I started this, this was the only thing I could do. I mean, all I could do was keep paying for airtime. But I had this vision and I didn't know where it came from. And I haven't looked at my chart back then. I didn't look at 01, 02, 03, and 04. I, it'd be interesting to look at that because the series of events you couldn't plan. See, mm. I couldn't plan how I got into my doctoral program. I couldn't plan mm. like you, how I survived finding my things on the lawn, you know, at 17. Right. I just turned 17, finding my stuff on the lawn and then mm -hmm. going into New York thinking that that's going to be like the sweet place to be. And my God, New York without money is not the place. Mm -hmm. But the pathway that you carve out for us in your book is so beautifully done and beautifully written that you're always reminding us that there is a lantern in the dark, Danielle. I want to take a short break, but before I do, because we're going to date, we're going to, we're going to talk, we're going to talk Pluto. Okay. I, I, I got to because Pluto, that's all that my, my buddy wanted to talk about my chart, like Pluto, Pluto. I'm like, <laughs> why? Sure. Um, but I think Pluto, Pluto and Uranus, I think are the two most misunderstood. You know, I'm a Jupiter baby, so everything's Jupiter. It's like manifest, big. You know, so I got like the Sag, three Sages and four Capricorns, my moon, my sun, like over there in my birth chart, right? So, but these other things, these like Venus things, these Pluto things. And by the way, how dare we not make Pluto a planet? I agree. Who did that when we come back. But before we go, how do we get a copy of the book? please. I'm so excited uh, to talk to you. I'm like all over yeah. the map. I know. I know I am a little. No, bit no, no problem. Apologize. So I, you're, you're a Sagittarius. Is that what you just told me? During the break, I'll share my screen. You can see my chart. Sure. Sounds um, good. Um, the book. Yeah. You can get it anywhere books are sold. Um, support your local bookstores first, but it's also at the big, the big stores as well. And of course you can order it on Amazon. So it's out mm -hmm. there. It just was released, I think, two and a half weeks ago. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. When we come back, navigating, navigating. And I, I can't wait to talk with her about this. Now, many of us have access to things. But this weekend, I was asked how my weekend was today. And I think I just gave a really short answer. It was great. You know, my weekend was about helping another fellow sister in recovery and addiction save her life. And it took a village of us to do that. It took some hard boundaries. It took ways to help her. Um, it, maybe it took a little money to make sure we put her up in a hotel. 
navigating those waters. Anybody that's in addiction and recovery, navigating those waters are important. And you would be glad to know we are gonna put up a channel, a recovery channel. So it, it's becoming more and more evident to me. But when we come back, this is a beautiful, beautiful way to weave the web of astrology, folklore, story, myth. Thank you, Carl Jung, and so much more. When we come back, Danielle is going to take us on a journey about all the squares. What do those squares do? And what happens when we're navigating Uranus opposition? I don't know how much we're going to get to, but we're probably not going to take a break, Benny. Let's take a short break now, everybody. We'll be right back. Your own innate brilliance already lives inside of you. Come discover it so you can shine brightly in this world. Join me, your host, Adrian Cobb, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern during Wild Magic on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get answers to who you are and where you belong. To learn more about me and the show, visit MyWildMagic.com. Again, that's MyWildMagic.com. Are you having difficulty feeling at home in your own home? Join Annette Rigolo and Dr. Pat in Enlightened Environments, Optimizing from the Outside In, as they present a deep dive into the various vibrations of the earth, along with man-made energies that impact our lives. Using the diamond dousing method, we will utilize specific vibrations to elevate our own homes to support us and expand us with their energy. Join us every third Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time to make your home home. Do you get stuck in that someday attitude? Living the same day over and over again with no action? The Becoming You Show, big ideas that inspire, impact, and influence your life with Leah Rowling is for you. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Central on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This show will have you feeling inspired to take action with purpose and intention. For more information and to get in touch with me, visit www.LeahRowling.com. What could you achieve if you knew someone was going to ask about your progress every week? Accountability matters. Small corrections and check-ins with your goals can lead to big results in your business without you feeling overwhelmed. Success Magnified owner Mary Gall provides entrepreneurs a system of goal setting and accountability to create clarity about where you are now, your future direction, and the most effective way to get there. Book your free call at successmagnified.com today. Take control over your future. I'm Lisa Belts, and I'm here to help you realize your true potential and become unshakable. Schedule a completely free introductory coaching session with me now to see for yourself how I work. Get the divine guidance that you need to transform your life for the better. Go to lisabelts.com and take that step towards transformation. That's L-Y-S-A-B-E-L-T-Z.com. Day-to-day living can be difficult in our world today. Most of us don't know how to live a peaceful, joy-filled existence. Learn how to break through these barriers and live a transformative life on Love and Light with me, Dr. Lisa, every day living in peace, every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To work with Dr. Lisa, visit EducationThroughEngagement.com. I know. Take a deep breath, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, 
Danielle Blackwood. Um, let's give out your website again and tell people, I'm sorry, my book is all bent from reading it. So I'm just going to try to hold it like that. Okay. Benny, do I have it? Do I have it? Yep, oh, my you got it, Pat. are broken too. Okay. Um, this is a really cool book and I need to say this. I, I don't know. Do you, can people call you to work with you? Do you do sessions still? Yes. Okay. I, I, I do. I'm actually okay. a little bit on hiatus because I'm doing all classes right now, but I will be taking clients again. Yes. Okay. Well, I yes. don't care how we get a hold of you. So classes, okay. how do we do it? I went to your website. How beautiful is this? Thank you. Yeah. So um, the best thing to do is get onto my website, Danielle Blackwood. Uh, dot com yep. and um, go to uh, I think it's classes and workshops yep, and, there. and click on that yeah so I've got a new one am I am I allowed to talk about this right of now? course yes <laughs> okay. yes please I have one that I I'm love really Thank I you. love promoting um, stuff <laughs> I have one I'm really excited about coming up at the end of this month it's um, talking about the the sacred sensuality of the new moon in Taurus and the solar eclipse that's coming up on uh, actually May 1st so mm -hmm. I haven't, I don't know if I've got that one up yet, but it will Not be yet. up in the next day or two. Okay. Thanks mm -hmm. for letting me know that. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, it's going to be one session, really fun, probably about mm -hmm. two hours long. And I hope that you can all join me if you're interested. Yeah, that would be so cool because, uh, I know very little about astrology and I'm fascinated by it. And, you know, and all I know is when I, when I do a chart, like I just got this done and I went through phase one of my reading, I have it all recorded and I have to go back and listen to it again. I'm learning new and new things. Now, I didn't really understand and I don't mm. talk about the fact that I have Taurus rising, mm. but apparently that's a big thing. I'm too focused on the other planets on the right side and I've totally dismissed some things. But let's talk about a generally, as you take us through the book, it's all about navigating. It's navigating a solar return, but it's also about midlife transits. And then you take us, you know, into a conversation about the descent of the goddess. I mean, I was fascinated. Okay, we're going to do midlife here, but what? Okay, what? Tell us the association of this and how powerful this is, because I've read it. It's powerful, but I think people need to hear it from you. Sure. Yes, absolutely. I, I'm happy to talk about it. So between around the age of 37 and mid to late 40s, we are in a period of life called the midlife transits. And what that actually is, is four time frames that happens one after another between those ages. So I think that if we're at any age past that, we can probably look back at that time and say, yeah, there was a lot going on during those times. So the first one is the Pluto square. So I just don't get hung up on the name so much. We can go into that later if you want to, but let's just think it, just think of it as significant rites of passage in your life. I think that's the best way to look at it. But the first one is called the Pluto square. And um, essentially Pluto in the sky is making a contentious aspect to the Pluto in your birth chart. Again, if you are not proficient in astrology, don't worry about it. What it is, is a significant rite of passage where around 37 to 40, we're, we're really um, in this place where a lot of stuff comes bubbling up things that we thought had long been squished down and repressed and dealt with all of a sudden emerges into the light of consciousness to be dealt with. So it is a time of doing a lot, facing our shadow work, doing a lot of shadow 
um, exploration. And, um, you know, really, I find that throughout the midlife transits, it can be a difficult time for marriages and long-term commitments because we're really in this place where we're looking at our lives and saying, what did I come here to do? what is my purpose? And sometimes what that means is you start questioning everything and you start saying, is this the right thing for me? Is this the right relationship? Is it helping me grow? So the Pluto time between around 37 and 40, we do find a lot of people releasing anything that's keeping them from growing. And whether that be a career that doesn't really seem to fit or maybe aspects of a career that don't fit um, or a relationship that is just you know, you've known for years, maybe that it's been kind of a, not really doing much. And it, with, when the Pluto square happens, it's like things come to a head. I don't know if you know so much about tarot, any of you out there, but it's like the tower card in a sense, everything just boom, you know, it just comes to that place where you say, okay, you know what I need to get on my life. I need to, and it's not to say that everyone's relationships comes to an end by any stretch of the imagination. But that's one of the ways that it can play out if that relationship is has been on shaky ground. So then there's that. Then after that one, we have the Neptune square. So it kind of comes right on the heels of Pluto and sometimes they overlap. So in a nutshell, the Neptune square is a time when we are really looking at our own sense of spiritual ourselves as spiritual beings we're saying what do i really believe it can be a time of spiritual crisis for a lot of people when they start really questioning you know what am i doing what am i doing with my life a lot of people will look back you know and say wait a second i'm 40 now which to me sounds so young now but you know <laughs> at, at that age <laughs> at that age people are just like wow i'm 40 and they suddenly realize I'm not young anymore and they're not mm. old, but they're not in their twenties and they're not in their thirties. And they suddenly say, who, who was that person I used to be or wanted to become? So it really is a, a time of, Oh intent, God. Yeah. Soul oh, searching. Oh, yes. Oh my God. Okay. So let's yeah. get real about what this looks like. If we could take a moment and I'm only sure. going to take a moment because I'm going to give you the, what I call my laser view of it. When I turned 40, it started a little bit before that, but by the time I turned 40, I had made some major and significant changes. And one of them was walked away from alcohol completely. That was my date to do that. Why? I don't know. And when I did that, everything changed my perspective. And then as the year went on, I became a maverick in my workplace. I was an executive and nothing looked the same. Nothing looked the same. You know, everything had to be shaken up and turned upside down. Yes. You know, I did go back to school. I did lose my job with that company because I did get a bit outspoken. So, you know, those kinds of things you're, you're talking about, you know, we like to throw women under the bus a little bit here because we like to go midlife crisis, like, a, like it's bad. Well, yeah. Navigating that for me was, it was challenging. And man, if I didn't go through that and make those changes, I probably wouldn't be here talking with you. Absolutely. So it has a couple of sides, right? Yes, absolutely does. There's all, so that's back to that gold in the shadow piece that we were talking gold in about. The shadow. Again. Mm -hmm. So I find that if we don't go through those places, those rites of passage, those junctures, 
we don't learn what we came here to learn. It's th that is how we become mm -hmm. who we're becoming. It's how we become the hero or heroine of our own yeah. sacred story. So without those, those, those dark woods places, yep. we just, we wouldn't be who we are. You're right. It just, Can you talk about yeah. this for a minute? Because I've been, um, I've been reflecting on this, you know, as I think about, you know, pr putting some stories together for a potential book for myself. Um, but I was going through this and it wasn't just turning 40. It was a little bit before that. And then it was a couple of years after. Yes. I almost like to call that aftershock. You know, That's people a, ask me, it's yes. like an aftershock. Everything changed for me. It was like, I, I left the job six months before a pension. I had to, but I immediately went back to Columbia to school, packed up my stuff after that, packed up a truck, moved from Jersey to, I mean, I, boom. By the time 1992 came, mm -hmm. my mom passed away. My sister passed away. Mm -hmm. I clear moved across the country. I had a master's degree and I was applying to doctorates. And here I sat in Seattle, really knew one person, but I was so at home. Mm -hmm. how, Interesting. Yeah, tell me, it, but I have to yeah. tell you, those were leap of faith courage. How much does that play in this, in this point in our lives? Oh, that's, to me, it sounds like you're talking about what we call the Uranus square. So that happens around 42 to 44 ish. <laughs> yes. And it is like I you use the word aftershock, which is a very Uranian term, actually, because it does feel like just everything changes, whatever has been stuck, or stagnant, it, it moves whether you want to it to or not. So what I think is really good is the more that you can find out about the developmental purposes of these times, the more it doesn't have to sideswipe you. It doesn't have to come as like, you know, the universe pulling the rug from out from under your feet. So a lot of people, I think that if you talk to them, ask them what was happening between around 42 and 44, and they might say, wow. So with, with Uranus, we always have, uh, there's an old adage that is expect the unexpected. And it really does tend to coincide with that time where things just happen seemingly out of the blue. But in hindsight, you look back and you say, okay, I get it now. I get why that ha had to happen in order for me to move to that next chapter in my life. You know, and it's interesting yeah. because I, I recommend, and maybe Danielle, you can recommend this, you know, you can go get your, your charts done. You can get things done online, but that's not going to tell you what you've got in the book, because one of the mm -hmm. things you do, and I want to talk about Pluto square for a moment, if we could, Sure. Um, I said, I would talk about that. And I was just reminded, I, I love how you've given us the magical kit for Pluto square, but Pluto square is like a thing. And I don't know what else to call it, but it's mm -hmm. a thing. And I wanted to talk with you about that for a minute and what the meaning of that thing is, because I was talking with someone about myself and, you know, this year and so forth. And the interpretation of my chart initial reading was right on with the things I want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I've never had so much of an emphasis in certain planets. I'm more used to give me Jupiter, right? I'm more used to, but this time it was different. And I want to talk about the idea of a square and especially Pluto. Can you talk to that for a minute? Sure, a square in astrology is an, an aspect. And basically what it means is that two planets or archetypal energies 
are in a contentious relationship to each other. So that's what a square is. So if you have something that is square in your chart or in your transits coming up, it means that there's something that you need to integrate, that you need to work out, that you need to look at and do some work around. So that's that's a square um, in a very small nutshell. I could talk about that probably for hours. But And the other thing you wanted to talk about is um, the Pluto square, which again, it happens, it starts anytime between 37 and 40, people get what we call the Pluto square, which is that time, that thing, like you said, um, really it's about stepping into our own power. It's about shedding old skins, take, you know, letting go, releasing, getting rid of anything that just is not fitting us anymore. So that's sort of the beginning of that, those four midlife transits that we talked about earlier at the Pluto square. Everyone gets these transits at around the same ages everyone will get them in their own ways, depending on the, their own life specifics, what they came here to learn. Um, but, but we look at the archetypes of say Pluto. So Pluto is power, it's the underworld, it's transformation. Pluto is essentially, at the end of the day, Pluto is transformation. So whether that be through letting go of something, whether that be through an ending or a death, that often that does happen too for a lot of people. My dad actually passed away right on my Pluto square. So, um, so yeah, so there, it's like letting go of mm -hmm. things so that we can step into that that authentic sense of self and holding our power gracefully and being able to move into that next phase of our life. You know, it's yeah. interesting we're talking about this. Um, you know, I I remember the first time I ever had an esoteric reading in my chart and my astrologer at the time looked at my birth chart and <laughs> how did how did Ann put it um something like well this is kind of boring but don't worry about it uh take a look at every one of your returns and you will really get excited for the first time uh, there's you know there's things that show up that are baffling for example the moon is like really like everywhere in this return for me sun moon rising sign features sun and sag right it goes on to tell you sun in fifth house ruler of rising sign and then i thought i was done but then it goes on sun and sun in a strong square with the moon i don't even know what that means <laughs> so I, I mean it goes on sun and st yes. strong square with neptune moon and pisces i mean it's like okay is this the only thing in my moon in strong conjunct with neptune uh moon in sextile with pluto and then i was reading your book and i'm like okay this is about a square thing with pluto i don't even know what this is but you see it opens up a dialogue to really want to find out more so i was going through your book and i was like oh my god wait a minute don't be hasty okay that's a good thing that's good <laughs> And then I'm reading Become a Social Justice ad, uh, Activist. I love the way you're bringing in socio, psychological, psychosocio, right, aspects mm -hmm. in astrology to really help us identify and determine what we're really navigating here and then what the heck to do about it. Because that, in my opinion, that's what you've done. You know, you bring in the union aspects of this, some archetypes, some rituals. But in the end, you're saying, if you're here, you can do this. Yes, it's all about how it plays out in, in the real world and um, what what we came here to do. And um, I think you're, you're talking about um, becoming a social 
uh, social justice activist. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that's in my Uranus opposition chart. It is. Chart that's because, totally right there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was I'm so, like, of course it's people, there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of people, when they're having any kind of Uranus transit, they're, they're suddenly thinking about community. They're thinking about the bigger picture. They're like, what can I do to help? What can I do? You know, what kind of cause can I join to make a unique contribution in the world. So that is one of the things, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, these are all transits that happen in our lives, but um, it's about where the rubber meets the road and um, what can we do in our lives to, to learn what we're going through, but also how can we apply that in the, in the real world and, and where can that take us? And I love the way we get to look at this. Like I got a really closer look at Uranus in my 10th house this, in this return. And, you know, what I found fascinating about mm -hmm. it is I was reading about it. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I'm planning for this year. You know, dramatic changes in my life, Pat. Yeah. I'm planning. I was, yeah. yeah just, right? Even you saying Uranus is transiting your 10th house. I, all I can think of the 10th house is essentially about career, yep. life path. It's like your public self, right? That's and right. Uranus is like the principle of change radical change and and you know upheaval making something new revolution so uranus moving through your house of career is going to say that you're going to be doing some new things that exactly. are it's going to yeah and i mean I'll, definitely within the career sphere but it's going to reverberate through let's face it through the rest of your chart through the rest of your psyche it's not like just something happens in your career and it doesn't you don't feel it in other parts of your life so and that's it's, that's exciting that's it is exciting it is mm -hmm. exciting because, you know, as I was hearing about this, I was, you know, Jessica and Linda will tell you, there isn't a week that goes by that I don't walk in and say, I've got to get back out in the public again. I've got to get back out in the public again. And totally. that's what Monty was saying to mm -hmm. me about the next four years. He's like, let me just be mm -hmm. very clear. This, this is yours to do again. But you see, I'm excited about it. And a lot of people don't get excited when they see a planet like Uranus, or they they hear a Saturn, or they hear right, but the way mm -hmm. you're presenting it gives people options mm -hmm. to really Absolutely. bring their best self forward. Any transit can be, you know, depending on how you approach it, can be positive. It can be negative. Depends on how conscious you are. It depends on how willing you are to look at it and say, okay, what? How can I make the best of this? What What is it trying to teach me? What archetypal qualities are trying to come through that I need to bring into the world with this particular, you know, so Uranus in your tenth house. So I would say, I mean, I would say, what do you want to revolutionize in your public life? That's how I would sum that up in one sentence. That's it. That's it. Because, you know, while we were developing and building, I was behind the scenes. But most of the important, important thing I want to say about this, Danielle, and what you've done is I love that. I just want to go back over this meditation mm -hmm. stories and rituals for life's crossroads. And I love how you've left that objective open to people to decide what a crossroad is and isn't. Because mm -hmm. sometimes the world of psychology you know, the world that I studied, sometimes we're a little bit more restrictive on what we call a crossroad. And mm -hmm. I must say, there's not many people that I know of that has not gone through major, minor, medium crossroads over the past three years, right? Mm -hmm. Turning points, absolutely. Turning yes. points, you know, turning points. I mean, the Grammys in Vegas, who knew? 
Who knew? <laughs> but you see, they made it happen. You know, they weren't going to not make it happen, right? Mm -hmm. They looked at the life situation in the world and they made that happen. It's like pivoting. Pivoting. And I mm -hmm. wanted to ask you about this too in the last couple of minutes we have left. Sure. Um, there are things we didn't get to talk about. But I will tell you, my second Saturn return, totally like you talked about in the book. In the last couple of minutes we have left, I'd love to hear you talk to our audience about the importance <laughs> of positive navigation through mm -hmm. what could be dark waters. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, any, any of these transits or crossroads um, can be navigated positively mm -hmm. and i think like i as mentioned i think earlier i think first thing to do is learn about where you're at you know what does it mean to be in your second saturn return for instance read a little bit about that and and contemplate it think about it and then ask yourself how do, how does this playing out in my own life what do what can i do to really make the most out of this time period because everyone's going to get their second saturn return between 58 and 60. and i think um yeah, using all the tools, using the guided visualization, reading the stories, spending that time in reflection. Um, I think that those things can really help you get an overview and increase self-awareness. And in, in doing that, you go through it. And again, we come back to that gold in the shadow piece, right? Because then we're able to actually get, get the best out of it and look at it as another chapter in our unfolding sacred story that is our life mm. you know thank you so much for this i mean you have not looked at my chart but any everything that you've talked about in terms of transformation you know basically is what's what's been listed here and written down i don't know if you know this but the network that um that we launched is the transformation network and you're actually being heard on transformation talk radio it's so exciting it is exciting and you yeah. know when we read things like radical transformation people may go to a place of fear but sometimes mm -hmm. we have to have a little bit of upheaval mm -hmm. in order to create that next level right yes. you know it's very difficult to plant in hard soil sometimes you have to turn it over i love that that is a great metaphor yeah but you made that yes. really clear in your book right thank you so, and sometimes so. you can turn it over with the shovel and other times you got to get that rotor teller <laughs> you got to get your honest yes. Uh, yes danielle thank you give us your website again and again tell people how they sure. can get your book um my website is danielleblackwood.com you can email me at Danielle Blackwood at gmail.com. Let's send me a message. Um, I'm happy to hear from you. Mm. And your my book, you can find pretty much wherever books are sold. I always tell people try your local bookstores first. It's also on Amazon and the big bookstores as well. And I've got um, classes, lots of classes coming up regarding the material in this book, but also the one that I've got on May 1st, which I'm really excited about coming up very soon.